Blog Talk Radio. The great city playboys, they're always around to help build your hope up, then help drag you down. They'll leave you with nothing worth singing about. So now you're in, and now you won't bag out. The great city. What is poppin', my dirties? It is Thursday, October 22nd, 2015. You're checking in with your smoking nephew, Blazing Rye. You're listening to Blazing Ride backstage. Uh, tonight on the show, we have singer-songwriter Aaliyah Lore, or Alia Lore, or Lure, I don't know how the fuck to pronounce it, so hopefully she tells us. Um, and uh, next week, as a reminder, a big show coming up with Danny Pintoro from Who's the Boss, and uh, recently uh, was headline, uh, made headlines on, on Oprah's Where Are They Now, so excited about that. That'll be this week, next time, and um, but without further ado, uh, my usual co-host, John Weeks, uh, had a, a prior commitment uh, to a mental institution, and uh, in in his place tonight, I'd like to welcome, you know him, you love him, as Tom Fogarty's understudy, uh, Vinny B. Vinny, how are you? What's going on, my man? What are you doing? What are you up to? I'm just doing, doing, trying to do hood rat stuff, uh, you know, by myself. Uh, do, do you? I do you do a lot of. I try to do hood rat stuff alone nowadays because I'm, I'm with people too much. I need some time alone. <laughs> well, the hood rat thing, you got to understand. I grew up as a hood rat, so it comes pretty <laughs> natural to me. <laughs> oh, okay. Do you do any hood rat stuff still? Absolutely, you have to. You gotta keep like what? It real. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Well, like what? Well, which I can't really do anymore because I'm, you know, in public. But I practice my gang signs all the time. Got to do that. Oh, okay, yeah. Got to practice the gang because I'm from the West Side, so I do the West Side thing. Uh huh. You know, uh. you got to keep that. You got to keep that in effect. Wait, hey, listen. You know what? You and I, 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 I'd say we've become pretty close friends. Right. Yes. It's it's safe to say that. And um, I want to throw something at you. I have this new business venture that I want to go into. Yeah, okay. Can I can I can I pitch it to you right now? Uh please okay? go ahead. Okay. So basically I was on the train this morning and uh a a guy comes in and he had um this poor fellow had lung cancer, he was asking for money. Mm-hmm. In comes uh, you know, this only happens it's like a, an eclipse. Sometimes two beggars come in on the subway at the same time. And the second guy, you know, he he starts his pitch which he really didn't get started because the other guy was overriding him. He looks at me and he goes, what's his story? And I go, he's got lung cancer. He goes, I got post-traumatic stress disorder. And I was like, "Um, did you get that from a war? You know, what's going on? He goes, that's none of your business. (laughs) Now, Now, he missed an opportunity there. He didn't know how much money I had or anything. So my business venture would be, it would be called, Beggars can be choosers. Beggars can be choosers. Meaning uh-huh. you can choose the kind of beggar that you are. Know your audience. Know, <laughs> you know, be polite. Make eye contact. I could coach them. I could totally do this because I have no talent with anything else. You know, I, I could totally help these people <laughs> help themselves, I think. You know, it's just, it's just, it would just be hard advertising because I don't think I can have a website. They have access to that. Anyway, so you, so that's, you, know. <laughs> you would need to market. You would need to market the right uh, beggar to the right audience. You got to know which one, uh, for instance, should be on the D train at eight thirty in the morning, and which one should maybe be on the A train at midnight. See, because they don't know their audience. Because they right. three thirty, it's high school kids. They don't want to hear about like you know you're a Vietnam vet or anything. They want to hear that you lost your Xbox. Or that you got grounded last night. Or something uh-huh. that appeals to that high school audience. And see, I could teach them that. I can sure. make these beggars better beggars. 
and yeah. they wouldn't miss those opportunities that he could have missed for me because he was, you know, he was, you know, rude. Don't be rude to the audience. <laughs> how, how did that end? Did you did you wind up giving either of the beggars well, any money? Well, you know, um, I'm a prick, right? You you do yeah. know that. I mean, otherwise yeah, you wouldn't yeah. have me on the show. So I right. did say, you know what? I was going to give you this hundred dollar bill, but you lost out. <laughs> but then, and actually, that made him laugh. So then, you know, I did give him a dollar. So you got, you know, you got to do that. But you know, again, it, I, the idea was like, beggars can't be choosers. You can choose. <laughs> and, and I, I don't know. It's just there's something threw out there. But you know, I want you to be my shark tank. I'll let you in on the bottom yeah. level if you want. <laughs> All right, I will. I will commit one dollar to this project. <laughs> Hashtag B. C B C. There you go. That works. I love that. I love that. Genius, and, genius. You're a genius. <laughs> yes, agreed. Before we move forward, there's. Uh, it's customary. Anytime we have a guest co-host, I just need to ask a few questions before we move forward. Uh, the first question, uh, Vinny, is: Did you pack your bags yourself? Did I pack my bags myself? Um, do I have to share that? We we need an answer. I, there's there's no, there's three lifelines available. You can choose to use one at any time. <laughs> oh man! All right, actually, I don't pack my own bag. I don't. Okay. All right. I don't pack my own bag. <laughs> I have um I have a whole slew of servants that actually pack my bag every day, and no. I didn't want to sound pretentious. You know, I just went to this whole hood thing. And now yeah. all of a sudden I have all these servants that pack my bag every day. Right. One extreme you know, to another. It. Exactly. So I didn't want you to think thoughts of me by doing that. But anyway. Well, that's, okay. That's Second question. <laughs> have, the bags yes. been, have the bags been out of your sight or control since you packed them? Well, yeah, because they, the servants do it while, um, you know, in the hot tub in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, Final question, and then we can move forward with the rest of the program. Has any unknown person asked you to take anything on board? Has any unknown person asked you to take anything on board? You know, I come to think of it, a little brown paper bag. This this gentleman didn't smell so nice. Told me to just if I could do him a favor, and I said, "I'll hook you up, brother. I got you." And I did that. For okay. All right. Well. <laughs> Thank you for finally explaining to me what an unknown person is. Never understood that before. And um, <laughs> what we're going to do now is uh, Alia Lor- – now, you know, I knew, a, I knew a princess in high school named Alia. And then, of course, there's the, the singer, uh, dearly departed, Aaliyah. And I don't know – which pronunciation do you think I should go with here? I, I don't know because I was staring at her website this morning, and I was I, – of course, I went to the Aaliyah thing. You know, because of the, you know, the plane crash, that poor girl died in the plane crash. But I, yeah. that's where I would put my money on. You know. You put you put that's, your money on. And a wait, wait a second. You said you knew a princess. Is oh, that what you yes, said? You was, knew a princess. Yeah. You actually knew a princess in high school. Right. She was like the princess of, uh, like I don't know something Istan in the Middle East. And how did you know her? Did she? Go to your high school? <laughs> yeah, she was in my uh, my arts high school. My I went to uh, it, it in uh, I went to theater school in the second part of the day when I was in high school, and she was in she was in I think she was in the theater department there, and and we had an elective together, choral group with Bill Brown. Wow, that's pretty fun. Oh, I would think that a princess would be homeschooled. Yeah, especially a prince in her own country, as opposed I don't know what she was doing over here, but. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys sit together in the cafeteria? No, there was no cafeteria there. Only ho- it was hood rat stuff. See, that's what I'm talking about. See, I grew up in a different environment, <laughs> and I say, you know, like, uh, did you guys share a soda together? You know, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. She's a princess. Yeah. And, and you're in co- in school with her, so you don't have wait. Your high school did not have a cafeteria. My regular high school did, but my art school did not. So you didn't eat in that part. They had to have something, a vending machine, something. <laughs> yeah, they had a vending machine, and I would get a, a diet, a, a, yeah, was it a can or bottle of Diet Pepsi every day? 
and I'll probably <laughs> die of cancer because of it. I mean, because I smoked a lot of weed in high school, man. I always had the munchies. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So you're, you're just throwing a whole different light on that with, like, no cafeteria. <laughs> well, I just got back from Boston, and the whole city smells like weed there. <laughs> I don't know why. But here's what we're going to do, Vinny. We're going to play uh, Aaliyah, Aaliyah's new song, Rumors, um, uh-huh. off her new EP, Rumors, and then we'll be right back. With the singer herself. Here is Alia Loray with Rumors. Be right back with her. Well, you know what they say. Rumors are worth exactly what you pay for them. Absolutely nothing. Exactly what you pay for them. Absolutely nothing. Please welcome Alia Larray. Alia, how are you? Um, good evening, Ryan. I'm doing very well. It's actually Alia Larray. Damn it, Vinny, you were right. Oh, <laughs> I, see, I got that one. Were I you, knew it. Were you having a you were having a contest before I called in about yes. a 
uh, the correct pronunciation. No worries. It's me not being right all the time. (laughs) Oh, no worries. It's actually, mine's the utilitarian spelling of the name. Most people, when they hear it, they assume there are a couple extra A's and Y's and H's in there. And I have to be like, no, it's very simple. Right. But thank you. Thank you so much for having me on tonight. I knew a a princess in high school uh, (laughs) named... Alia, and I was telling Vinny about that. So that's what I was associating you with. He was associating uh, you with a, with a plane crash. Oh, okay. I see. I see. Well, yeah. as long as she was a princess, I she mean, was. that's okay. <laughs> My parents actually named me um, after a character in the sci-fi series, Dune. Um, oh, really? The was, yeah, I the character Dune. Yeah, they're huge geeks. I actually I <laughs> never read it or saw it, but the character was known as Aaliyah the Abomination. So uh, oh. I actually kind of regret that I never used that as a stage name because that, that's a pretty awesome one. That is yeah. pretty awesome. Mm. <laughs> um, I, people call me that, you know, without being a stage name. Now, uh, uh, well, okay. tell me, Good. Aaliyah, what are rumors worth? <laughs> Absolutely nothing, obviously, uh. as the song says. Tell us but, a little bit about that. Um, <laughs> it's a fascinating song and, and video. Tell us a little bit about oh, that. Thank you. Well, I mean, uh, the song says rumors are worth absolutely nothing, but unfortunately in reality they can, um, they can be worth a lot of things. They can be worth your reputation. They can cost you your job, your friends. So it's really the song is, is about just how – ridiculous and damaging it can be to spread rumors about other people and that it's sort of a whirlwind that people get caught up in and uh, they spread needless gossip without knowing for sure what the facts are behind it Mm -hmm. Um, and you know rumors have been spread about me they've been spread about people I care about so really um, uh, this song it started out as a track because I'm also a music producer I produce uh, electronic music um, something like I, I always go for something you can dance to and then I, I try to make the lyrics as interesting as possible um, mm-hmm. but this this track I actually um, I came up with the track first and I wasn't sure what to do over it so um, I actually started thinking about some of the lines from the introduction of my previous music video, Modern Monsters. Uh, There's a little opening dialogue between me and the actor John Tartaglia just about uh, crazy rumors on the Internet. And uh, some of the lines from the song Rumors are literally just uh, taken from that introduction. So I ran with that and um, turned it into something very quirky and outlandish. And it's not... Like most of my songs, um, most of my songs have more of a lyrical feel to them. And uh, like my I, my singing is often is compared to like Kate Bush or Amy Lee, so very lyrical um, uh-huh. people with, with like trained singing voices. So um, it was, a, you know, it's kind of a risk, I think, to put this one out as, a single being that I'm not actually singing in it. But I thought it was such a fun song. And the video, um, my boyfriend, Max Moyer, actually came up with the concept for the video. uh, And he directed it. He wrote and directed it. And uh, just the the concept was so excellent that um, I wanted to use that as the single as well that I put out. um, But, but yeah, the video was a lot of fun. And yeah, well, you that out. Thank you. I want. I, I'm curious about the video. Um, that mm-hmm. vampire, that vampire dude that's in it, is he a real <laughs> yes. vampire? A real vampire. <laughs> and did you, did you only shoot at night? If you, if well, he was a real vampire. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> and and something you should also know. I mean, uh, uh the, one of one of the the dancers um was actually a werewolf. So uh, we had to film around the full moon schedule. Um, because, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, tough. she might have had an issue. It would have been pretty nice to get on camera, the change, but the fact of the matter was there were just too many people there. <laughs> so uh, we, we had to work around a couple uh, supernatural creatures and just the the, the schedule. The, the, 
the unusual demands of their schedules. <laughs> I just read a uh, an article where there's a dentist mm-hmm. in New York City who um who who gives people fangs that they can yes. wear for up to 12 hours at a time and he said mm-hmm. that it's great for um uh, going out and partying mm-hmm. and dancing and having great, great sex, but it's not, they're not good <laughs> to sleep in. It's not yeah, good to, it's like contact lenses that. back in the day. You couldn't sleep in them. Mm. Right. <laughs> is that right? Is that right? Or they would just get stuck there or something? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I, just... I, can, I can imagine <laughs> I mean, if you're not conscious, you could easily gnaw the, hell out of the inside of your mouth or bite your tongue off. <laughs> I yeah. that. And you don't want to swallow one of those things either. But, um, no. but yeah, every, everything else you suggest them for, uh, uh, totally. I it, have you that. tried them I yourself? Actually, um, I have not been to a dentist to have a <laughs> thing actually designed for me. I've gone to a costume shop and just picked up some of those things that you, you put the epoxy in there and they mold them to your teeth. Um, I might sure. actually have to break them out again for this Halloween because mm. uh, I have uh, I have so many vampires in my mind that need expression. Oh. Still, looking, <laughs> yeah. still looking for the right party. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I we'll find I it. hear I hear there's like you know the whole vampire fetish type thing mm-hmm. where people go to parties and drink each other's blood and stuff like that. Um, I'm sure there is. I have I actually uh I haven't run into them. Um, mm-hmm. they probably like my music though, so uh, I should <laughs> try to uh, try to appeal to that crowd. Sure. I try to appeal to a large range of crowds. Um, but. No, I mean that 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 sort of thing. It sounds. It, I I love that stuff. I love um, just well. I love vampires. I love just sort of dark supernatural mythological creatures. When I was sixteen, mm-hmm. I actually started writing a novel um, based in sort of a dark fantasy steampunk universe, and all the main characters were vampires, and I, I still love them, and I still draw them, and they still influence the music I write on occasion. So um, I'm, I'm all for that. And if you are into donning custom-made things and dancing all night and drinking each other's blood, all the power to you. That's awesome. <laughs> Just you know, be safe. <laughs> now, yes. Now, you you mentioned that you started writing a novel, that you mm-hmm. uh, do some drawing. Um, that uh, you you are in films as well as music. Yeah. What is your you're quite a Renaissance um, woman. What what's your real mm-hmm. passion? What are you most passionate about? Um, what I really want to do as a career is that I want to be I want to produce music. Um, okay. I love singing and performing, but um, there's just so much creativity that can go into um, producing. Mm-hmm electronic music especially just because you can use so many different eclectic sounds and even just take a sound you normally wouldn't associate with music at all and process it a little and fit it into a song and it's just a really fun creative process and um, ultimately I'd really like to I'd like to collaborate with other producers I'd like to produce tracks for other artists ideally you know I, I mean I fantasize about like I'd like to produce song for Miley Cyrus, just because she's so much ridiculous fun. Um, I love Sia. I think she's an amazing songwriter. So um, she would also be really interesting to produce a, a track for. Um, but it, it's also, you know, it's it's one of those fields that's um, it's kind of a boys club. So um, mm-hmm. it's sort of, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, tough to be taken seriously as a producer when you're female. So, um, but I feel like that could have been the case with any career choice. But uh, mm-hmm. so that's what I'm really passionate about pursuing at the moment, which doesn't mean that um, I don't love all the other creative stuff I have going on. Um, I have a couple m- movie projects coming up, which I'm excited about. Um, Can you talk about any of them? Um, well, none of, like, they're, they're only projects I've really gotten word of and sort of say, okay, mm-hmm. we're casting you as this character, and then they don't tell me anything about uh, when these things will actually film. But that, that's uh-huh. how 
that's how TV shows and films are. It's a lot of uh, setting up the where, when, getting the finances together. So, um, so those are like what I've heard of them. I'm like, oh, oh, that's really fun. I, I can't wait to do that um, whenever it occurs. And then I, I start wildly trying to get in shape um, without mm-hmm. the knowledge of how long I'll be, I'll be uh, exercising like crazy and, and whether it'll even make a difference. I have no idea if my character will be required to wear a fat suit. So we'll see. Being a horror horror freak myself, I love horror. Mm -hmm. I want to hear about Turnpike Killer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, So that, uh, I don't even remember um, how many years ago we filmed that, but um, that was, was, it was one of the greatest filming experiences. Everyone was, very professional, and um, the main scene that I was in was a very tough, like just visceral, emotional scene. And um, mm-hmm. it had the, uh, and I was completely naked um, and covered in blood. So wow. it had a, <laughs> and I had the, the, filmmakers been sleazy it would have been uncomfortable but they were extremely professional wonderful people um mm-hmm. since then i've worked with a lot of sleazy people but uh that was one <laughs> of the really good experiences but um but no it was uh that <laughs> i was crazy because um before i was i was killed i can you know if you haven't seen the movie you should well it's really no big surprise that I get killed because um oh, yeah, the blood kind yeah. of gives it away. <laughs> yeah. Well everybody like is the whole film is a bloodbath. So um I still don't like right copy alley, of it though. Well. Yeah, no, it's it's awesome. <laughs> but, um, but uh for 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 about an hour after I actually had my throat slit, um, they were still filming. Um so I was lying on the floor all that time in a pool of actual pig intestines. Oh, so, um, God. <laughs> that oh, was, man. Uh, just, <laughs> you have to, uh, especially for low-budget films, I think you have to suffer a little if you want to act in them. <laughs> but, um, mm-hmm. but no, That's an understatement, was, um, there. I, I, I was very worried about parasites for a while. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, I, I I was able to take a shower immediately after the scene was done. So um, yeah, but you were in that scene for like really, an hour. You said. Oh yeah, yeah. I was just lying in the pig guts, freezing <laughs> uh, cold. I seem to remember it was cold. Uh, well, Wait, actually, it was out. It was outdoors. No, no, it's indoors. I don't think. No, that's not the scene I was freezing for. Um, I actually, I'm also an extra, uh, like a, a dead body in the opening scene. And if you're really looking closely, you can recognize me because of my hair. Um, at the time, I had really long hair with a uh, with one blonde streak through it. It was black with a blonde streak. So uh, if if you are really looking closely at the dead bodies strewn around the floor, you can see me there on the concrete. And again, I was naked, and uh, that was in a basement, and that was freezing. <laughs> So, uh, wow, you want to know harder than the pig guts, the pig intestines, <laughs> uh, and concrete and floor. Uh, Aaliyah, you won a uh, an award yes. for that movie, right? Uh, yes, um, this was um, for the 2012 Macabre Fair Film Festival, um, which is it's run by wonderful people, um, Adam Ginsberg and LC, and they. they they put together this event, and they're, they're still doing it. They're putting together the, the Macabre Fair Festival. It's become bigger and bigger ever since they started. I think they the first one was probably 2010, 2011. But, um, yeah, it's, it's grown into a, a big deal. And um, I still – I actually – for uh, when they showed the film there, I was actually performing as a singer as well at the festival. So I I felt like such a star that night. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I got to sing and I was uh and I the movie cool. was shown and I won an award for it. I actually didn't pick up the award personally. 
because we, uh, unfortunately, uh, me and my boyfriend had to run home um, for some reason. There was something. Wow. Uh, we were we were like dog uh, sitting the neighbor's dog or something, and we, we had to get home to walk a dog. Um, <laughs> so, no, the, the director actually picked up the award for me, and I, I'm still waiting to get it. <laughs> one day one of the film projects I have coming yeah. up is uh, it's the same company so maybe I can just sort of nudge them and be like I think you have my trophy it's, uh, <laughs> it looks really pretty on, on uh, just somewhere in my apartment where I can look at it and feel good about myself I think that's in the director's <laughs> display case now <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah, that's a war. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, uh, you, that film also won. Um, this wasn't. It wasn't direct. I didn't win this award, but everybody involved in the scene, uh, my murder scene, won the award of the uh, best death scene. I forget really? exactly what. Uh, yeah, I forget what um, contest that was. But um, so that was also pretty nice. I contributed to. Um, to the best death scene. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. It's always good to have a good death scene. That's a ve- every actor wants to have a good death scene. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You- what I what I want now though is um, mm. a good killing scene where I get to do the killing. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, we need a nice slasher yeah. movie for that. You mm-hmm. um, uh, you, Aaliyah, uh, do you have any shows coming up? Any uh, tour dates? Um, I'm actually plan. Well, I'm planning my official album release party, which I want to be a fun event. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're still sort of shopping around venues to find the perfect place, but it, it'll be in Manhattan or Brooklyn. Oh, cool. So, well, let us yeah. know where and well, when. Absolutely. Awesome. And you mentioned yeah. that you've worked with many sleazy people since then. Do you <laughs> have any any juicy <laughs> stories you can tell about any sleazy people you've worked with since? Oh my! Uh, uh, there, there was one producer who who wanted uh, to, who wanted me to dance around naked in the studio while he watched from the sound booth. Um, <laughs> so uh, that was one thing. There was there was one. Uh, let's see. There was a director who uh, who will. Suggest well. His theory was that the character I was playing was supposed to have a sex scene with her boyfriend that he kind of just interjected into the uh, into the script all of a sudden. And he was like, "Well, I haven't cast your boyfriend yet. You should come to my apartment and we can practice the scene." <laughs> oh, oh my god! And, uh, oh, and serves, I'm just, like, I'm wondering is is that something that works for you? <laughs> but um. I don't know. So, I mean, wow. those are just two little examples that are only just scratch the surface. But you know, there's there are a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of people trying to use being in any sort of position and authority in the entertainment industry to take advantage of uh, of the young, naive, and uh, ambitious. So, uh, mm. look out for that if you're listening and you are just getting into into this industry because um yeah can, especially yeah, if you're going be, to visit yeah. that dentist <laughs> <laughs> well you never know what's going to happen at a dentist's office especially if you're going there for fangs yeah so, exactly you know All you, right, you well, never know it could be it could be a front there could be actual vampires there and they they just uh <laughs> they take your measurements of your teeth and then they bite you yeah. Yeah, you know, you can't have that. You'd be drinking somebody some stranger's blood. You don't want that. No. Don't want that. <laughs> no, know the know the person you're drinking the blood of. Yeah. Be safe. Run <laughs> a condom when yeah. you drink blood. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Drink the blood out of a condom. Uh, <laughs> drink the blood out of a condom. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, it is uh, this interview is taking a strange turn, but it is com and follow her on Twitter at alialore. And uh, Leah, can't thank you enough. Hope to talk to you again soon sometime. Thank you so much for having me on. Anytime. Take care. Have a good night. You as well. Vinny, do you know what time it is? I know what time it is. What time is it? It's that messy time.
Tom Fogarty. That's my name. Don't wear it up. What's going on, Sire Mine? Not me. I'm just watching them tar and feather the street here on Waverly Place. What's going on over there? They're repaving. Oh, okay. They've been digging the shit up, and it's taken three days. Oh, gross, bro. Are you going to fall in? Huh? Fall in? We're all in. All right. Well, um, so this is this is the first time that we have Tom Fogarty, uh, you, yourself, and then your understudy, Vinny B, on at the same time. Oh. What's up, Tom? What's up? I just want to let you know I cannot fill your shoes. I would not even, you know, you. I've heard your previous podcast. You're amazing. I'm a big uh, fan. There's something you could fill, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are we are sleazy, dude. We're sleazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she'll be the next people when she, when the next next interviewer asks any sleazy people, she'll be like, "Oh, Vinny and Ryan on that horrible show." <laughs> <laughs> uh, sire, who have you got for us tonight for the Hot Mess Award? Well, my first one. It just never said Bill Cosby never seems to stop. There has been, and I know you'll like this one. There's new video that oh, has wait. surfaced of. Him interviewing Sofia Vergara back in uh, 1992, I guess it was. Uh-oh. Okay. When she was, like, a very young thing, and he is filling in for Letterman, and instead of sitting behind the desk, he comes over and he sits next to her and just keeps loon- leaning in and doing his, like, jello faces while he's talking <laughs> about how hot she is. Oh, man. It is so fucking creepy. It's unbelievable. Now, I remember. Instead of, like, you know, cringing. I remember this because, uh, I mean, I don't remember this interview, but I remember when he, uh, Letterman had shingles, right? So he was was out for, like, uh, several weeks with shingles, and the first night. Right. So the first night, um, I remember John McEnroe uh, was the host, and he did a great job. And oh, like 2002. Uh, I said I said 92, didn't I? Yeah, it was very odd, but uh, more yeah, like was, 2002. Yeah. Right. So McEnroe hosted. He was very good. Uh, Bruce Willis did it. He was good. And um, and they did. Man came on. Well, you know who was amazing was Will Ferrell, and I'm not a big Will Ferrell fan, but the way he hosted was very Letterman-like, so that was great. Uh, um, but oh. then I remember all of them hosted in the traditional manner, but then Bill Cosby came out. And he was like, we need to not sit behind the desk because we got to respect the host. And if we respect the host with the jello and the thing, we're going to sit on the floor. So he sat on the floor um, for the entire uh, time that he guest hosted, which was uh, either one night or five. I can't fucking remember. But um, I remember he was sitting on the floor out of, he said, respect for the host. But now, Tom Fogarty, you're saying that he was doing it to be a perv stick. Yeah, he was roofed up. He was trying, he was hitting on the bitches. Okay. As much if he sits closer, he could slip something in their drink. Yeah, you'd slip you know, it right in their mouth. And who's your second hot mess, sire? Well, my second hot mess, and I, I don't know if this may swing both ways. Oh, I'm not sure if I it's Adele or if it's her handlers. But, you know, she's got this new album coming out, and it's called 25. Yeah. But she's 27. Uh, okay. Was this new math? I mean, she said she was 25 when she wrote it. But yeah. Damn. <laughs> They're trying to confuse okay. me and shit. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, we bought into that, like, 19 and 21 crap. Right. All these numbers are very hard to keep track of. Taylor Swift with the 1989, and then Eldell with the 19. Well, that's when she was born then. Yeah, well, it's annoying. And, but wasn't and then but she has a song 15. Like, is all these yeah. numbers too many numbers? Yeah. And then and, Rick Ross is 11. Yep, yep. And uh, and Fifty Cent and is ten and a half. Uh-huh. And the 1738 thing. <laughs> Seventeen. <laughs> I don't know what that means. 1738. 
Yeah, Tom that, that, um, I, the guy that got into the motorcycle crash, um, the rap singer. Batty Wap? Betty Wap? Oh. Yes, yes. Betty Wap? That's his song. Yeah, that's that's his song. I'm not sure if that's the name of it. 38. Uh, Tom Fogarty, what does that mean? You're the most versed in hip-hop among us. I don't know. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, <laughs> and who is your final hot mess, sire? My final hot mess has got to be Glamour Magazine. Ooh. For announcing their Women of the Year today. Mm. And... Out of all the women that there are, they have decided to choose Reese Witherspoon and Caitlyn Jenner. Okay. Now, uh, don't get me wrong or anything. I think the whole Caitlyn story is kind of amazing, but, I mean, she doesn't even have the fucking stitches out yet, and she's woman of the year. (laughs) She definitely doesn't have the street cred yet. Yeah. uh, I mean, I... Who are you talking about here? You, Caitlin or the other one? What do you mean? Okay. I'm, talking about, I'm talking about Glamour Magazine, actually. You call, Okay, so Reese Witherspoon hasn't had her stitches out yet, you're saying? No, Caitlin hasn't oh, had her stitches out. <laughs> Reese, just had a, Reese just hasn't had a DUI talking the cops out of it recently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got to love those. Doesn't she have two of those now? Not just one. You know, most actresses would be mortified with one. But yeah. she's apparently making it a job. <laughs> well, you know, two. apparently Ryan Phillippe tweet, uh, cheated on her, huh? How about that, when they were together? Yeah, I didn't think he was ever going to tell anybody about that. Yeah. Uh, uh-oh, I guess he had something to fill, too. Sleazy. <laughs> I you guys I was in love with him when he was, like, 16 in an interview magazine in some very gay, suggestive poses. Well, you know, you know, he's the reason I get he and Reese together are the reason I get horny every time Counting Crows does that song Colorblind. So they're my favorite band, of course, and I'll be at their concert and then all of a sudden I hear that piano riff and I am ready. I am and then I'm standing, you know, at attention immediately because of that scene in Cruel Intentions. Wow. Wow. <laughs> All right, you guys, are you guys lubed up and ready to joke off? I will I'm be. I'm lubed, baby. All right. <laughs> I'm lubed. Uh, let's open it up. Recent research shows that the drug MDMA can be an effective treatment for some medical conditions. Fogarty, what do you think? Uh, I don't think it's kicked in yet. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. A, South- <laughs> a Southwest Airlines flight made an emergency landing in L.A. Sunday night after a passenger strangled a woman because she reclined her seat. Comedian Mark Curry was on the flight and said he jumped to rescue the woman being strangled. This is the worst episode of Hanging with Mr. Cooper ever. (laughs) (laughs) Take a special person to get that one from a special era. All right. A Puerto Rican man. Watch it, Vinny. A Puerto Rican man. (laughs) Why does he got to be Puerto Rican? (laughs) (laughs) Who was murdered was given a diorama of the deceased wake in Puerto Rico where he was propped up playing dominoes, his favorite activity. Diorama of the deceased. I wish I thought of that in third grade. Doing those (laughs) bird dioramas. (laughs) Uh, I only had diarrhea in Puerto Rico. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Me too, me too. Michael Strahan revealed to Andy Cohen this week that he's in a serious relationship. The host then fought himself tooth and nail to not say, oh, what's his name? Mm. <laughs> hi Yeah, Michael's got some nice hands. <laughs> I love that gap between his teeth, too. It's pretty cool. Yeah, those big old thumbs. <laughs> oh, man. Swedish children's TV host Alex Hermanison, I think that's how you pronounce it, right? Hermanison. He's a Swede. He's a Swede. Uh, showed a music video with four dancing tampon puppets, splattered uh, blood, and lyrics like "drippity drip, 
doppity drop. Here it comes, and you're on top. Hooray for period. Well, this lady sure could have used a Swedish period video. Just putting it up in, insert it, and then just pull the cardboard out. Put put it up in what? You said in sure. Your, the vagina. In the what? Yeah. In your butt. Uh, your. Uh, did you did you say in my in my butt? Your butt. Yeah, uh, you know, up the front of your butt. Just stick it in there. Up the front of your butt. Just stick it in there. All right. When New Jersey man Joseph Greenwood received a summons after threatening to assault someone, he placed the summons between his butt cheeks, proceeded to wipe it up and down, and threw it at a cop. The summons still smelled better than New Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, lordy. YouTuber Barely Human 11 said that certain elements of Back to the Future 2 predicted 9-11, like the Twin Pines Mall being a metaphor for the Twin Peaks. Well, that would have been the only fucking thing that they got right. Where the shit of them flying cars? Yep. Never got them shits. Where are they? Nope. Damn. Uh, Syracuse, New York restaurant Riley's hosts the testicle festival every year where customers can enjoy all-you-can-eat bull and bison testicles. You mean I could have been eating nuts the whole time I was there? Oh. Oh. But not at Phoebe's. <laughs> not at what? Not at Phoebe's. I don't think they had nuts on the menu. They did not. So you would have to go over to, to uh, 603 Walnut for that. Uh. <laughs> I think it's you, Fogarty. It's me? Oh. (laughs) High school student Ahmed Mohammed and his cocker moving to Qatar. No, Fogarty, clock. Oh, then who gives a shit? (laughs) (laughs) Olivia Wilde said in an interview this week that she was hammered while filming the movie Drinking Buddies, which explains why Drinking Buddies is a horrible movie. <laughs> that yeah. explains it. Yeah. <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> All you Fogarty man. I don't have the same script everybody else has, I guess. Oh, did you not get the revised one? No, I didn't. I got the revised schedule. Oh, I had Vinny in it, but I didn't get a revised script. Am I still doing Sungu Lee and yes. In yes. yes. Reunited 65 years after being separated <laughs> during the Korean War. This was their conversation. Awa? Huh? Awa? Uh-huh. Awa? Uh-huh. uh-huh. I mean, last I heard, you were the third wheel. 
Yeah, I wish. It was the seventh this time, though. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's like a truck. That's a truck. That's a semi. <laughs> Did y'all trade keys at some point? No, but you know what? My friend Erica Lustig, you know Erica, Tom? I think so. Okay. I certainly she, know the name. Yeah, I, you're definitely Facebook friends, I would think. Um, but she uh, messaged me and a bunch of other boys who like boys in, in, and asked us all to participate in her Christmas card um, where, where we would go to her apartment and take a, a shot. Uh, like of something like I don't know, she's gonna put together some Mary Gamus or something, and um, <laughs> she uh, and, and so I was like, and you know how it's very annoying when she you get roofied the, you all instead. Yeah, I wish. she cosbied you, man. And, and right. there's a calendar coming out. Well, I <laughs> I hope so. The thing is, she said that uh, it would um, you know, we would just take the picture, and then um, a few messages later, somebody. Some one of the guys says, and then we can all suck each other's dicks, and then I get interested. <laughs> then I was like, all right, now I'm nice. in. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> now you're in. <laughs> yeah. Actor, I don't know who I'm in, but I'm in something. <laughs> Actor Anthony Mackey had to clarify on Twitter this week that he was not endorsing Donald Trump for president when he said people would identify with him because He's a pull-yourself-up-by-your-bootstraps candidate. In response, Trump said, Fuck a beat, I'll go acapella. Fuck a papa dot, fuck a clock, fuck a trailer, fuck everybody. Fuck y'all if you doubt me. I'm a piece of fucking white trash, I say it proudly. And fuck this battle, I don't want to win. I'm Audi. Here, tell these people something they don't know about me. Whoa. Wow. Yeah, I didn't well, know that. Well, ability there, Trump. Trump had skills, yes. I should have beatboxed a little, like. <laughs> if that's your beatboxing, then no, you should not have. Yeah, no, I got, <laughs> I got your beatbox right here, Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. oh man, oh man. <laughs> Santa Barbara police have detained a 22-year-old man who crashed a wedding, has bit an officer, and a police dog. The confused dog also bit an officer. In other words, the greatest fucking party ever. I'll yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> Still single? Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like a catch. Which one? The, the dog? The 22-year-old. Oh, okay. <laughs> Subway said Tuesday that it is transitioning, like Caitlin, to antibiotic-free meat. Also, pedophile-free spokespeople. Oh, good for them. Good for them. Isn't that nice? They're keeping up with the times. I love it. Just cleaning things up a little. (laughs) Pedophiles are out. Antibiotic meat is in. Pedophiles are out. Right, and rulers are in now apparently too to make sure that that fucking foot long is a foot long. Oh. You heard about this, right? There's a class action fucking suit Mm -hmm. brought by fucking people who, like, you know, were missing, like, a quarter of a fucking inch on their foot long. That's, like... Unbelievable. I yeah. just read today, that I didn't even know, but when that song, Give Me Everything, with Pitbull and Neo came out, he has a line about Lindsay Lohan in there, and she actually sued him for defamation from the fucking lyric, and thankfully the judge threw out the case, but uh, that's as ridiculous as that. Yep. That's pretty yeah. sure. Yep. A West... Not, not that I think Pitbull's talented, don't get me wrong, but Neo made it a great <laughs> Yeah. All right. A West Virginia woman who drove drunk and hit six vehicles identified herself to a police officer as hell on wheels. She's now more aptly referred to as trash in prison. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cray-cray. <laughs> She's just Appalachian challenged is all. I guess so. <laughs> a recent YouTube video shows a vulture getting its head stuck while pigging out on a dead swine's anus. I fucking hate when that happens, man. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I'm not sure I can do that. I'm still seeing that poor vulture. Anyway... <laughs> 
<laughs> In related news, English artist Tim Patch, also known as Prick Casso, paints with his penis and then signs the piece with a real brush that he inserts through his urethra. You mean you can get paid for sticking shit up there? Uh, uh, let's ask Urethra. R E S E C T. Fire, when you uh, can you do a little bit more of that reunited married couple again? Uh,
<laughs> I'm running over there, Morgan. <laughs> um, okay. Huh? Yeah, somebody owes me a martini. <laughs> <laughs> um, how, how great is that story? Oh, my God. That is fucking phenomenal. I, I would die a happy man if that, if that happened to me. <laughs> is that that moment really set the tone for the rest of this entire show's run? I mean, it's the 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 story. For anyone to ever say, if I say, do you do any impressions? And the answer is, like, well, do Rip Torn? That's just <laughs> very strange. You know, you wouldn't hear that from anyone except this no. guy John Demar, who's the whole reason I started the show. And then, and then this story. About the martini and the arm wrestling is <laughs> fucking amazing. Oh, it's fucking incredible. <laughs> incredible. You can't write that. You cannot write that. No. You know, you should just make it your own. You have to. <laughs> you have to. No, no. He, like, he me, tells it way better. He tells it way better. <laughs> oh, Tom, uh, Tom Fogarty is, is Tom Fogarty's messaging me on Facebook asking, who's Vinny and why don't I know him? LOL. <laughs> so do with that. Oh, with man. So we end, Jonathan, and by the way, thank you so much for, I know you, you actually have like a real life with a, a family and then a, like a real job and stuff. So thank you for taking the time out tonight and uh, the last couple weeks uh, at last minute notice. Uh, very much appreciated, sir. I really appreciate it. I appreciate doing it. Thank you very much. All right. Um, now, John Weeks and I, every week, end the show by discussing what our favorite scene in She's the Main with the Main to Banes is. Have you ever seen that movie, She's the Main? Actually, no, I have not. Okay. I have not. I have okay. not. Right? I... <laughs> okay. Well, so I'm uh, not prepared. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. What is your favorite movie scene of all time, then? Oh, my favorite movie scene would have to be um, Elizabeth Berkeley in Showgirls. <laughs> <laughs> what is she uh, doing? Dancing for, well, when she's gyrating and dancing in the pool for Kyle MacLachlan, which is kind of like um, the sleazy producer thing that our guest was talking about. Yeah. And, yeah. And just like how the water is splashing against her body, it's like it's like the most unsexual scene you ever want to see. <laughs> <laughs> and then when she like, I'm so excited. I'm so yeah. Oh so my. Yeah, she scared. was. She was thinking. <laughs> oh my god yeah that's that, that's one of my that's actually one of my favorite films yeah she I love Jesse, Jesse Spano all hopped up on them caffeine pills acting like she on heroin or something <laughs> <laughs> it's heron I gotta teach you on your uh, I gotta get you on your hood yeah heron you gotta say heron uh, you don't say oh, heron you say heron man yeah heron. I gotta get me some heron <laughs> oh and what should I say when somebody calls me a, a fat ass on the Manhattan Bridge again <laughs> you call and listen, you fucking jerk off. Go ride your city bike up your ass. That's what you're gonna say. <laughs> uh, okay, fair enough. All right, <laughs> so my favorite scene, and she's the main, main feature, Amanda Bynes. Man, do you remember this movie? It was Amanda Bynes in Channing. Uh, what's his name? Ta- Chatham Taintsworth. Is that his name? <laughs> do you mean Chatham Taint? I don't know. What's his name? Channing. Yeah. Chatham Taint. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, right, right. right. Amanda Bynes and. Chatham Taintsworth were in this movie, She's the Main, which was based on um, Twelfth Night, where uh, Amanda Baines played, a, <laughs> she was playing a boy, um, and uh, and this, uh, ha- it was in like the early 2000s. So this is my favorite scene, and she's my man, Amanda Baines, man. <laughs> and Amanda Baines uh, plays a uh, an old man whose family has kind of abandoned him, and and. He tries to get um, uh, some some comfort from supporting a a child, is sponsoring a child in Africa. So the, Amanda Bynes play does a great great uh, job playing an old man in this movie. She's my man with Amanda Bynes mind, and she <laughs> says, "This is how the the scene goes. Uh, this is the note that she wrote to her uh, boy overseas." All right, dear Nindugu. You'll be glad to know that Jeannie's wedding came off without a hitch. Right now, (laughs) she and Randall are on their way to sunny Orlando on my nickel, of course. As for me, I'm headed to Omaha. I'm driving straight.
straight through this time, and I've made only one stop. The impressive new arch over the interstate at Kearney, Nebraska. An arch that commemorates the courage and determination of the pioneers who crossed state on their way west. You've got to really see it to believe it, and kind of got me thinking. Looking at all that history and reflecting on the achievements of people long ago kind of put things into perspective. My trip to Denver, for instance, is so insignificant compared to the journeys that others have taken, the bravery that they've shown, the hardships they've endured. I know we are all pretty small in the big scheme of things, but I suppose the most you can hope for is to make some kind of difference. But what kind of difference have I made? What in the world is better because of me? When I was out in Denver, I tried to do the right thing, tried to convince Jeannie she was making a big mistake, but I failed. Now she's married to that nincompoop, and there's nothing I can do about it. I am weak, and I am a failure. There's just no getting around it. Relatively soon, I will die. Maybe in 20 years, maybe tomorrow. It doesn't matter. Once I am dead and everyone who knew me dies too, it'll be as though I never even existed. What difference has my life made to anyone? None that I can think of. None at all. Hope things are fine with you. Yours truly, Warren Schmidt. And that's my favorite scene. <laughs> she's a man, man with a man to bang his man. <laughs> That's a great scene. That is a great scene. I mean, it's kind of got like a little Forrest Gump element to it. Like, you know, life is box chocolate, you know, kind yeah. of feel to it. Yeah. Um, but I have to see this movie. Yeah. You have to see this movie. <laughs> you, definitely, you definitely piqued my interest. <laughs> yes. Just make sure you're seeing it with, uh, you know, like children around so that you don't look like a total creeper. Or actually, maybe that's not a good idea now that I think about it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I don't think that's a good idea. (laughs) I can think of no better way of ending the show than by saying, if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz. Hit the brakes, Florence. And somebody owes me a martini. Good night, everybody. Good night. Later.